Hello friends and welcome to this very special edition. This is a video where we ask Caleb 41 questions on his 41st birthday. Happy or, birthday, Caleb. Thank you. <laughs> or if you're listening to the podcast, this is a podcast. <laughs> we'll have podcast version also available of this. But these questions I have written down, Caleb doesn't know any of those questions, so he hasn't had any time to prepare. So it's all going to be... I, I saw you writing the Questions <laughs> on the flights. <laughs> so I'm yes. a little scared. I don't know what I'm going to get here, but... Uh, these questions are in no particular order, so let's begin. Okay, start. Question number one. Who did you want to be when you grew up and why? I want to be a farmer. Yeah, for a pretty young, young age, I want to be a farmer. And I think probably, my, see, my uncle had a farm in eastern Washington, a wheat farm. And so probably the first the first time that I went out to help with harvest was when I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. And I just, I just loved that. And so I probably for about seven, eight years, every summer I would go out and drive combine and truck and tractor. I really liked that. And that's, that's what I thought was maybe I was going to be... I mean, I wanted to be a farmer. That's what I wanted to be. So a quick bonus question connected to this one. At what age did you learn to drive? And did you drive? Yeah, well, I started driving... I don't remember exactly what the first year was, but I th maybe when I was 11, I started, wow. started driving the pickup. <laughs> I mean, it was out in the fields, you know. But I remember my, my uncle taught me then to drive the wheat truck when I was probably like 14, 13, something like that. And I remember one, I scared him really bad a couple of times because when you're driving a truck loaded with you know how, how many tons that was like 40,000 pounds of wheat or something <laughs> it doesn't stop very fast and uh, doesn't make very sharp turns and there was a couple of times where we got pretty close to dumping the load on the road oh wow well, that sounds full of action <laughs> okay question number two how many countries did you visit Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, give a rough estimate. Um, like 25, maybe. I don't know, 20, 25? I mean, I could quickly say, okay, U.S., Canada. No, hold on, hold on. U.S. doesn't count. Okay, fine. <laughs> Canada. I'm just thinking, yeah. like, geographically. Like, yeah. Okay, Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Peru, Venezuela, Chile. I visit any other countries there. I don't think so. No, that's it. And then um, if we go to Europe, I've been in England and Italy, Slovenia, uh, Hungary, Slovakia, Poland, Romania, Moldova. Czech Republic. Uh, Czech Republic. Po um, I said Poland. Okay, Germany? No? That's just in the airport. I don't think that counts. <laughs> Let me think if there's any I'm missing there. Oh, Greece, Bulgaria. Okay. Ukraine. Ukraine. Russia. Russia. Turkey. Turkey. How about Armenia or... Georgia. Georgia. It's already 15 on the scene. So 20. Is that 20? Yeah. Okay. That's... Yeah. yeah and there might be another country in there somewhere <laughs> that I'm not thinking of, well, but... Yeah. But that's... They're uh, pretty good. <laughs> All right. What was the most exotic food you've tried... And probably, where was it? Probably monkey. <laughs> I mean, that, how how was it prepared? Uh, they uh, that was when I was in Brazil. Uh, spent time with New Tribes missionaries in Brazil, 
and we went on a monkey hunt. Well, we went on a hunt, and that's what they found was monkey. And they brought them back to the camp where we were staying. They just singed the hair off of them and then put them over a fire. They had, like, sticks to make, like, a grid over the top of the fire. And then they roasted them for probably, like, a day. Oh, it's like a slow-cooked monkey. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was kind of actually almost like a smoked uh-huh. monkey because mm-hmm. there wasn't really a lot of heat. And then and then they just go over and, like, rip off an arm or a leg, oh, wow. bring it back, and we'd... Gory. We'd, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number four. What place in Ukraine do you love the most and why? Well, I really like Carpathian Mountains. We've taken some a couple of family vacations there. I've been there a few times. Didn't get to go this summer, which we wanted to. And I know that you and I really like Lviv as a, as a city to go and just you know get some rest as a place to vacation. Yes, Lviv is beautiful. And if you just want to spend a couple of days just relaxing, wondering about the city without many plans, that's the place to go. Okay. What Ukrainian food is your favorite? Hmm, so many to choose from. <laughs> I, I mean, I like borscht. We eat it all the time, but it's it's really good. I like it. I think every time it's it's a little bit different. Yeah. So you don't ever get really tired of it. I mean, I I guess I always used to say pilmeni in the past, but that's kind of it's almost pilmeni. Sometimes almost like a fast food. It doesn't have like the richness of borscht. Mm-hmm. Borscht just has a richness of different flavors. Can be prepared in so many different ways. It can be with meat or with beans or with be- beans and meat or without meat. And so, yeah. Like All right. Good. That's a good answer for a missionary in Ukraine. All right. What do you usually want to do on your birthday? Record a video. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I just, I like to be able to take a day off. <laughs> That's always a good plan. <laughs> uh, I like to spend time with family. Uh, usually, I like to go on a walk with you. I like to get exercise. Good. So after this video, I think I'm going to go out and go to the gym and get some good weightlifting in. Oh, good. That's very relaxing to me. Good. What is one most important advice you would give to a new dad? Let your wife get as much sleep as possible. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Do what you can to let her get as much sleep as possible. Well, thank you. And you did. <laughs> what is your favorite place in the U.S. that we vis- visited while traveling? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, because we, like on furlough, we travel quite a bit. Uh, we've been to Yellowstone and all the, all the way the across. Redwoods. Yeah, the Redwoods. Yeah, the Redwoods are cool. I, I like any place like getting in where we can get into the mountains and go for a good hike. Mm-hmm. And so some of that is just right in Washington, up in the, the Cascades, the Olympics. Although we never, we haven't gone on hikes in Olympics for, no. for many years. But I know last time we went on a hike um, near Snoqualmie, which was nice. But I, I like just anywhere in the mountains. I know we... Glacier National Park once we went and we had had a really nice hike there. That's a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. So Nicholas it, was just a baby in the front pack. That, that was yeah. a, a challenge oh. and the kids were scared of the bears. <laughs> well, I, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> the question was, what was your favorite place in the U.S. that oh. you visited? 
I was, gonna say, I was gonna say Victoria, but that's <laughs> 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 Canada. <laughs> All right, so let's just rephrase this question. What was your favorite place you visited last time we were in the U.S. last Wait, year? We didn't go to Victoria last time, did we? Mm-mm. Yeah, but yeah, Victoria's. But we Canada- went to Crater Lake last year. Yeah, that was that was fun. Um, it was tiring. We hiked up to that <laughs> peak that about killed us. That that was that was interesting. It's not, in my opinion, as beautiful as the mountains in Washington, because it's not as lush. Like mm-hmm. it's more barren, you know. That's true. Yeah. All right. So the mountains of Washington is your favorite place. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, number nine. What book are you reading right now? I'm usually reading like three at a time. So what are the three books? But here, from- oh, hold on. I'll just show you the one that's right over here. You get me. So this one is called Practical Religion by J.C. Ryle. It's a classic. It was written over 100 years ago. And I'm going through that right now with one of um, one of my disciplees. And it's, this is just, I really like this as, as sort of a material for discipleship. Um, love this book. So you'll probably even hear more from me about that book. I'm also, I just recently got out Ashamed of, of the Gospel by MacArthur. Mm-hmm. I realize I've never really read that book. I know that was written like 30 years ago or something. And I had it on my shelf. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of going through that. And then I'm also, I have next to my bed that I've been reading through it's called um pastoral care i think by alistair Begg and there's two authors i can't remember the other author steve author steven something so anyway those are probably three books that i'm that i'm working on right now oh and the other book is um um so i'm reading it in russian it's called uh what is it in english it's called predominantly predominantly создание церкви Made it, up? No, not made. No, not made. That's not what it is in Russian. It's called like like the thought out. Продуманное. Um, Продуманное, yeah. Thought thought up, thought out, or planned um, planting of a church or mm-hmm. structure of a church by Mark Dever. Okay. And, yeah. All right, that sounds good. What book would you recommend for everyone to read other than the Bible? Well, yeah, this one. <laughs> Okay, so J.C. Ryle. That's a good one. I like that. Practical Religion. Be sure to check it out. All right. What scripture passage are you studying right now? And what is the main thought? So the last two weeks I've been studying a lot in 1 Timothy chapter 3. Our church is preaching at Hope for People through 1 Timothy. So I took two weeks and I went through the first three verses. I actually was supposed to go through the first five verses for two Sundays but I only made it through the first three. And that has been a, a very deep and, and personal study because it talks about the life of the bishop in First Timothy chapter 3, that he should be blameless, husband of one wife, pure, whoever. Uh, anyway, it just goes into, Paul gives this list of qualifications for a bishop, which is the same as a pastor or an elder. So I've been thinking about my own life, and part of that is the family, too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I've really, really enjoyed preaching on that that scripture, and it's been more of a, a personal study for me. Um, but but that's, that's all in Russian. 
Uh, didn't preach us in English yet. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll have good material to okay. preach on when we go back to the States. All right. Number 12. How has parenting children changed you over the years? Um. <laughs> I see. Hmm. Did you get that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, but other than that... <laughs> I, don't know. I might have gray hair either way, but I think... It's made me realize a lot of my own problems. It's made me realize how easy it is to become lazy in the spiritual realm and to just put things in neutral and think that everything will turn out okay. And then I realize, wait a minute, I need to give attention to myself in certain spiritual matters and disciplines and to my children. And so it's made me a lot more, I would say, um, focused on or, or careful uh, to not lose some of those basic practices of the faith, like Bible reading and prayer, and, and, and then not to lose the connection and how that connects to my personal life, my, the way I speak to people how I make decisions, how I spend my time, knowing that my children are watching me and they see how I live my life. And then that translates into the church and church members and my example to them as well. Um, I feel like being a parent has helped me in many, many ways to become a better pastor because a lot of, well, I mean, again, that goes back to the First Timothy chapter 3 passage where it says, in verse 4, no, verse 5, it says, if he can't care for his family, how, how is he going to care for the church? And so that care, that concern, that concern for primarily, I want you to have a strong and growing faith with Christ is something that I need as a father, and that, that then translates to, to pastoral. And the last thing that I would say is that parenting has changed me. Uh, I, I like I like babies a lot more than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in time for becoming a grandma. Well, yeah, and it, it has made me, like, I never consider myself a very, like, emotional, cry type of a person. But when it comes to kids and family and stuff like that, I notice, like, in the last couple of years, I, I, I can get a lot more emotional a lot quicker. <laughs> okay. Let's move to something a bit less emotional. <laughs> what was your favorite class in seminary? No, oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, college was even longer back. I guess the one that stands out is Hebrew. <laughs> the location was beautiful. Yeah, well, Hebrew. Well, you were in the first year with me in Hebrew, and then and then I just kept taking Hebrew because. Well, honestly, it was it was a fun and easy class, <laughs> and and the professor. I always figure you, when you find somebody that you you see that the spirit of God is in them, that they're humble, that they're well experienced in living the Christian life. You need to spend as much time with that person as possible, and that was Doctor Estelle. Uh, when we came to the seminary, he was in his seventies. I He's believe. been teaching for already He'd almost already 50 been, years. He, well, I think when we came, it was something like, you know, it was a 40-something, yeah. yeah. And and he, he 
while I was there, he turned 80. And I never, I've never known a professor just kept on so faithfully and solidly teaching as he did. So for me, learning Hebrew was just time that I got to spend with Dr. Estelle. And so I, I kept taking that as a elective mm-hmm. year after year. And I think maybe, I don't know, five or six years. I, I, it's probably not that evident in my skill in Hebrew now, <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed. We translated, uh, I translated all of the book of Proverbs, I remember. We went through, we read through all the book of Proverbs in Isaiah Hebrew. Isaiah too? Not all of Isaiah, but I think like selected passages mm-hmm. in Isaiah. We did, um, I think, almost pretty much all the narrative passages in the book of Numbers. Mm-hmm. We did the book of Ruth. And just like every year, like, okay, let's do another book, you know. So anyway, that was it. Well, sounds fun. What car did you drive in high school? I drove my dad's old Chevy pickup, 1953 Chevy pickup. It was the oldest car in the school, and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> You like to be different, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Number 15. What is your favorite thing about being a pastor? I Well, I enjoy studying God's Word. And I enjoy the opportunity to be able to teach God's Word. And I enjoy the fellowship that it allows me with, especially with other, other men. That's, yeah, I'll say those things. Sounds good. Number 16. Okay, what dishes do you know how to cook? Imagine that uh, I'm gone. I will be gone. Well, soon. imagine. I'll imagine that. <laughs> um, or when I was sick, when I, when I was pregnant and I had a really bad morning sickness, oftentimes you had to fend mm. for yourself and for the kids. So what are some of the dishes that you know how to cook? Let's see. Cold cereal. <laughs> toast. Eggs. I can fry eggs or do okay. scrambled eggs. Okay. I can heat things up in the microwave. <laughs> well, you can make bread. You made me bread. I haven't made bread in 20 years. <laughs> I can get things out of the fridge. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like, help. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is, Christina's going to be gone, but... But your mom is around, and she's going to be That's helping true. us That's with true. that. So. Still pray. Pray for that. <laughs> All right. What do you do to distress? What helps you to get rid of stress that kind of comes with being a pastor? I like to exercise. Okay. What What is your favorite type of exercise? Lifting weights. Okay. Yeah, uh, that I mean to me that well that and and also going for a walk. Okay. Yeah, it's been so as uh, as a related question, how much do you deadlift and how much do you bench press? <laughs> I deadlift. Really? <laughs> well, come on. Okay. Got to share. Um, let's see. I uh, bench press about three hundred. Last time. Pounds. Pounds. Yeah, not kilos. No. Three hundred <laughs> pounds, and I deadlift. I haven't really maxed out on the deadlift. I guess the last time I deadlift, I did um, I did a set of like like four hundred pounds. I did I did like five five reps. So I don't really know exactly what my max is on okay. that. Well, I don't know. That makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who deadlift, maybe that's just like a beginner deadlift. <laughs> All right, move on. What country would you like to visit next? Malta. 
All right. <laughs> and we're actually going to Malta uh, in October for our um, team. No, it's not team. It's a regional, regional conference. conference yeah. All of our missionaries in the region get together. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Okay, what skill are you working on right now? It can be anything. Physical, <laughs> mental. Well, okay, I'm working on Spanish. Okay. Because you and I are trying to learn Spanish so we can speak to our grandchild. Wait a minute. Naomi doesn't want us to speak to her in Spanish. <laughs> okay, well, so at least we can know what's going on in the country where she lives and speak, speak with our daughter's um, in-laws and things. And then I'm working... <laughs> I'm working on that squeeze, squeezing the the thing that I bought. Oh yes, yeah, so Caleb is working on strengthening his grip, and so he bought this this device. It's, it's, it's like this metal um, squeeze thing for your grip, but not like the real cheap ones. It, this one is a 200 pound one, so I'm within like maybe a millimeter or two of being able to squeeze it all the way. So I've been working on it for what two weeks now. It makes the most awful. I think sound. I think another, another week or two, <laughs> and I, I should be able to get that. All the way, so. All right. And th- so. That's kind of how I de-stress. Like, especially, like if I'm working on my sermon stuff, I'll have that thing next to me. And I'll like, <laughs> you know, it helps me. Okay. All right. Twenty questions down. Twenty-one more to go. It's getting hot in here. Should we turn the AC on? <laughs> oh no, it's fine. Okay. What are some of your struggles as a pastor? Well, it it, it can be a struggle with certain people that. Um, are not willing to listen to instruction, are not willing to listen to the wisdom from God's word and buck against it. And it's hard sometimes to have patience with those people. Uh, It's hard to love those people as you should because the tendency is to say, hey, (laughs) what in the world are you doing, you idiot? You know, but I I don't say that. Uh, so that that's probably the most difficult thing is just dealing with sin issues in in people. Make sure that I'm dealing with those things within myself. And what happens is that sometimes also that you know people fall into some very deep sins, and it can just be very discouraging just dealing with their sin and seeing the destruction that sin can wreck on someone's life Mm -hmm. in their families and telling them how dangerous it is and how they need to stop and then they don't listen and and things get worse Mm -hmm. and then sometimes they blame you that they get worse Mm -hmm. and and those are very difficult things to deal with yeah for sure number 22 what are three qualities that you want to see in your children I want to see love for God, faith in Jesus Christ, and love for others. Sounds good. Children, be sure to <laughs> obey oh, After listening to this, <laughs> I tell them that, though. Okay, number 23. Are you planning to write another book? And what are some of your ideas? I have like 10 books that I want to write right now. But I think... The, the current book that I'd really like to write would be on contemporary uh, evangelism. Or what, what I mean is evangelism in, in today's world, some of the th- barriers and difficulties that we face today. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't I always have lots of books that I want to write. So th- do you have a list someplace? Where yeah, you actually, I do, I do have a list, yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I really want to work on is 
creating a more of like a magazine, not so much a book mm-hmm. uh, that goes through Jesus' life chronologically, that looks at historic works of art and uses that as a method to be able to share the gospel going through Jesus' life. Uh, so as a as a tool for for sharing the gospel. Okay. Well, sounds like good plans. Number twenty four. How many books do you read in a year? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a binge reader, I guess. So sometimes I'll go for a while and I won't read very much, and then I'll be like, "Oh man, I need to read," and then I'll read like three or four or five or six books. So right now I'm kind of actually right now I'm more in the binge process. I'm, I'm reading more. I think than, it's a good binge <laughs> than than usual. Um, but I also. You know, I, I sometimes read like parts of the books that are very useful for for me, and I don't read them completely. What would you estimate? I don't, I don't even want to estimate. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. How much do you usually like to write in a day? I usually will write. Well, I would say probably an average, you know, five hundred to thousand words a day. Mm-hmm. I know that you know usually I'm preaching pretty much about every Sunday. And more and more, I'm writing as I, you know, for, for my preaching, which is in Russian, which takes me longer to write. But usually, like a sermon, average sermon will be two thousand to twenty five hundred words. Mm-hmm. So twenty five hundred words, if that's if I'm working on that five days, that's that's five hundred words a day, okay. and that's not including other writing that I do. Okay, sounds good. Number twenty six. How many times have you been at the beach properly this year? Now. I remind you that (laughs) that we live on the Black Sea, okay? It takes us about, if we walk, it'll take us about 25, 30 minutes just to walk there. And and we have lots of people that come and take vacations and they go to the sea every day. How many times have you You, been to the beach and been swimming this year? I haven't done that yet this year. Okay, this is, it's August, okay? It's August 6th. Why? I I mean I see the beach all the time and there's so many people there. <laughs> I don't know. I've been to the pool several times. We have a pool that's closer, by the way. And so I do go to the pool well maybe like once a week mm-hmm. almost. And and I'll swim laps. But I look at the beach and it's just like this horde of people. I saw it yesterday when we were driving out to the soldiers ministry, we drive right by this beach. So many people there. I, I don't know. I don't have any desire to go when I see that many people. So, welcome to Odessa. Odessaites don't go to the beach. They go to the pool. I'll go like maybe September while you're gone. <laughs> okay. All right. What is your favorite place in Odessa and why? Hmm. Well, I like the, um, what do they call it? Health Highway. <laughs> really? Yeah, but it's, it's, you go downtown, there's a park, and then there's this walkway along the sea, that's kind of up above the sea a little bit, in this wooded area, and it's, how many kilometers? Is it five? I think it's five, and, think, and you will usually go one way and then come back. Yeah. But like, if you go from the end of the park all the way down to the other end, to Arcadia, it's like five kilometers. Um, that's, that, I don't know, that, that's a really nice place. And then I like where we go, you and I go on walks once or twice a week or a couple times a week when we go out to the sea and there's a nice little place there where you can look to over the, the sea. Yeah. 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 Yeah, those are very nice. And 
It's kind of interesting that we only recently, just I, I guess in the in the last what three years, we kind of discovered mm-hmm. that for ourselves. And I guess that's because our children are grown now, somewhat, and we can leave them at home and we can actually go and enjoy mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right, number twenty-eight. Would you like to live in a house or in an apartment? Well, now we live in an apartment, but what would you really like? I, I mean, I always preferred to live in a house. And, you know, I, I was thinking of being a farmer. So, of course, I'm going to live in a house and have a yard and stuff. But we've only lived in a house for a little bit since after we got married for a total of, what, maybe like a year and a half or something, yes. two years. Uh-huh. And I, I guess I realized that, you know, sometimes God calls you to do something. And that call is just greater than any other type of of desires that you might have to live in this house or that house or have this kind of yard or buy a house or anything like that and so what I realize now is that well yes I'd love to have a yard I'd love to have my own home and stuff like that I realize that this is the best thing for us now we live in an apartment it's it allows me to spend more of my time and my energy and my money on things that have to do with the ministry. Honestly, it does. Because I don't really have to worry about the roof. <laughs> I mean, I might worry about it, but I don't worry about our neighbors having a leak or something. But I don't I don't replace the roof on our apartment building. Mm-hmm. I don't paint our apartment building. Mm-hmm. I you know the, so it just simplifies life a lot for us to live in an apartment. It allows me to focus my time and energy on on the work of the gospel. Uh, studying of the word, discipleship, preparing sermons, writing, all those kinds of things. Yeah, and I think it allows us to use the money that we would have used on the house, uh, use it on traveling to see our daughter, our Mm son-in-law, our family in Chile, and um, our new grandbaby. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cat or dog? Dog. Why? Cats are arrogant. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand them. I mean, they're okay. But you, you, I like, like dogs. you like the dog's cheerfulness and humility. Yeah, like dogs can actually do. Like, do you can train them and you can do something. <laughs> they, they seem like they like you. Cats like seem like they tolerate you. Okay. Name three things that you remember of your first impressions of Ukraine. <laughs> first impressions of Ukraine. Um, Everything was just so different. I don't know. It was it was like everything all at once. But I remember that it seemed it seemed a bit broken. I mean, this was 1994. You have to understand. It seemed a little bit smelly. <laughs> I think it's still that way too. And please, no, no, not as bad. <laughs> Definitely not as bad. And and it was hot. It's still as hot, but no. thanks to the air yeah. conditioners that we have now in, in quite a few places, yeah. it's it's bearable. It's really tolerable. All right. What were the highlights of your trip to Chile last year? Uh, I'm so glad that we were able to go on that trip to see where our daughter and our son-in-law live. We're living at the time. They just moved now. But the highlight, the highlight was just being able to to be with our daughter and son-in-law, meet his more of his family and friends, and I think for us it was just really important to be able to see where our daughter's living now. I mean, mm-hmm. we just like sent her down there, like I oh, hope everything's okay. I mean, <laughs> but 
and and that was a blessing for us and um and that makes it a lot easier for us now talking to her when she says something about this person or that person or that place that we've been to those places and we know where they are but uh, we we had that trip up to the to the volcano um what's it called Mochochochwenko yeah that was that was really cool yeah yeah i really enjoyed getting to know the missionaries oh yeah in santiago uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was nick and becca um, that was really nice because they're missionaries with our organization, so mm-hmm. that was really neat to meet them. Okay. What sport did you like when we first met? Bike riding? Like BMX, <laughs> uh, freestyle, jumping, tricks, stuff like that. Okay. Do you still do it? No. In fact, I saw our neighborhood kid has a bike down there. I was like, I was thinking of asking if I could borrow his bike the other day. <laughs> You probably think, what that is think... weird, this gray haired guy, you know. But no, I still like bike riding. I really do, but I just don't have a bike. Yeah, it's just it's a little scary when you're forty one and you fall down and you break something. I and mean, back in college, Caleb actually ended up breaking his collarbone, but because he didn't have any insurance, I think it just kinda grew together on its own. And so it's not that bad. Nobody even notices. <laughs> yeah. My shoulders are not even <laughs> all right. How many churches did you serve in? What do you mean? Just as a maybe a, a pastoral figure, ah, or well, even, what, well, even like a pulpit supply. Yeah, when we were in California, there was a number of churches, like I don't know, half a dozen or more, mm-hmm. probably. And then in Washington, at, at our home church, Discovery Baptist, and then at uh, Beacon, mm-hmm. I was the head pastor there for a year. And then here in Ukraine, Hope for People, and now Skenia also. I think that's it. Yeah, good. About 10. Probably, yeah. Okay. If you had three extra hours in a day, what would you like to do more of? I don't know. I'm afraid I wouldn't use it very well. <laughs> I'd probably waste those hours too, you know? Uh, you know, because it's like, I would read, I would pray. <laughs> that's probably not what I would do. I don't know. Okay, so you need a one extra three hours. Uh, if I, yeah, I would just be afraid I would waste. I don't know. I'm fine with 24. I, okay. The days are long enough as they are. I, I just, I don't want any more hours in the day. <laughs> okay. You sound like a very content person. <laughs> what is your pet peeve at home? What is, what is <laughs> maybe one or two things that absolutely is unacceptable at home for you. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. Like, like when the kids eat at the bar and they like make toast for themselves and then they just leave. And there's like jam and crumbs and like a teacup that's dirty. And it's like, why? Well, well let I me mean, explain to you the situation. We have white counters. I mean, they're, they're white. There's there's no speckle in them. They're just white, and so everything, every little crumb is gonna show on those white. Cool. Well, and and the other thing is when people go into the kitchen and they start eating and they don't even get a plate out for themselves. <laughs> and they just eat on the bar. And I'm like, you guys, let's be civilized. Let's use a plate, and then let's clean that plate when we're done. You know. So those. Well, and the other thing is when people take showers and don't clean the hair out of the drain. <laughs> Well, hopefully some of you can relate. <laughs> and I, I, I clean other people's hair out of the drain. I do. But yeah. sometimes, I, sometimes I find the culprit and say, hey, come clean the drain in the shower because <laughs> that's just not nice. Okay. What is your number one rule for kids? 
be kind to each other. Okay, that's true. That's I, I have heard Caleb say that so many times, just so many times. And just like be just kind. just just be, but but he did this or she did that. I said, okay, but be kind. I mean, just <laughs> yeah. how hard can it be? Okay, what is your favorite place in Europe? Well, Italy, probably. I really, yeah, I enjoyed Italy a lot. Mm -hmm. Like central Italy. The mountains there and the little villages that are on the sides of the hills. And I also like the Alps. Mm -hmm. Good. So if you have an opportunity, if you go to Italy, just rent a little house somewhere off the beaten path. It'll be cheaper for you. You'll actually get to experience the real Italian life. And I think you'll really enjoy that. All right. Well, number 38. Oh, I'm <laughs> getting close. Share two most helpful tips for traveling on the plane with small children. Mm. If you don't have to, don't do it. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> minute. That doesn't count. <laughs> And the other is, I don't know. But what if you have to? What if well, you like how small? Like how small? Well, I'd say from toddlers to say eight. Oh, so not like be not like little babies, no. but like like kids. Um, I don't know. We're beyond that now. I haven't thought about that for a while. But well, I suppose planes nowadays I, have so many videos. Yeah, and I would say cartoons. like like relax a little bit. Like don't get all stressed about it. Because when you get stressed, the kids get stressed. Mm -hmm. and, and so just, just try and relax about it. Make sure your kid gets good rest before mm -hmm. the trip so that you don't start out with a cranky kid. And then make sure that when you have any time stops or anything, that they get up and they get some exercise and they, they move a little bit. And bring some fun things for the kids to do. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. That was more than two. We're, well, we're thankful we're past that stage where we have to yeah. worry about that. Now our kids are just, everyone has a phone or some device or they watch cartoons. So <laughs> Give them a device. There you go. <laughs> yes, give them. This is the time when you can have, have them be on the device the whole flight. Okay. Do you like theme parks and why no. or why not? No, I know. My kids beg me, like, take us to Disneyland and I just... It's the same. It's like the beach, you know. I'm like, I don't want to go there. It's just like it's. Well, the beach is free. Well, yeah, it's just worse than the beach, actually, <laughs> because yeah, it's definitely worse than the beach. The beach just has a lot of people, but their theme park has a lot of people. Plus, like every everyone except for the people that are actually attending, they're trying to get money out of you. Yeah. And it's just it's too much. I'd so much rather go for a hike. Sounds good. That's money well spent, I think, a hike. Yeah. If you pay to the park, you get well, to... Well, I don't know. I feel like, like theme parks are actually, like, people think they're having fun, but they're not really having fun. Like, they just think it. It's like fake fun. And it's not relaxing. No. It's like all kinds of noises, everything you have to pay for, all the food is unhealthy... It's just, there's people are, sm I don't know, they, they probably don't smoke at, at Disneyland or something. But, but that reminds me of Jim Gaffigan's oh, yeah. <laughs> description of theme parks. He said, it's like the line at the DMV on the surface of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so you don't want to go to a theme park again? No. Okay. Number 40. What do you love the most about our home? That our family is here. Okay, and, and what about not just the family, but like our apartment? I like that we have AC now. <laughs> do you like the newly remodeled room? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, we remodeled this just, what, two weeks ago. Yes, that was a bit of a push. Mm-hmm. All right, and number 41, the last question. How can people pray for you? Pray for wisdom in ministry for balance between ministry and family and for discipline in studying God's word and being faithful as a a pastor and and as a teacher of God's word to, to God's people. Well, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Caleb, for answering the questions. I hope this was a fun time that uh, we could spend together, and hopefully you got to know Caleb a little bit better, and maybe you would consider joining in prayer for Caleb's ministry here in Ukraine. Thank you all. Bye.